Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. Welcome to this special Five Star Wines and Wine Without Walls series on wine, food and travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. For the next weeks, we will be focusing on a dozen trophy-winning wineries from the competitions that took place in Verona at the start of Vinitali in early April. The winning wines are without doubt some of the very best that Italy has to offer. What I'm most interested in discovering are the stories behind the bottles, learning about the wines themselves, of course, and also about the people who make them, where they're from, what they eat, how they live. It's a fascinating journey that will take us all across Italy, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. In this special five-star wines and wine without walls edition, I'm delighted to shine a spotlight on Cantina Aldeno. In Trentino, Cantina Aldeno entered a number of wines in the prestigious five-star wines competition, and all of them scored very high marks. So it's a real pleasure to introduce this important cooperative winery. My guest today is Marina Schmoll, who joins me from Aldeno. Ciao, Marina. Thanks for being my guest today, and welcome to the show. Hello to everybody. Ciao to everybody. Now, Marina, the aim of this podcast is to give our listener the stories behind the outstanding wines that did so well in the competition. So first of all, I'd like to let our listeners gain an impression of where you are. Where is Aldeno and the landscape, the wine country? Really something about, just so they can picture this beautiful place. Yes. Uh, so Aldeno, Aldeno, <laughs> a little village. We are uh, near uh, the main town in Trentino, which is Trento. And it is a, a special place because uh, we are very close to Trento and in the same times, very close to the mountains that are uh, uh, near Aldeno, where you have possibility in summer and winter to enjoy the nature and wine yards go to the, the north of the region direction south so it is a quite a wide area and uh, we are in the south part of Trentino uh, in direction of Lake Garda the biggest lake in Italy of course Okay, so the Adige River is flowing down and you're in the wine hills above this mighty river, is that right? Exactly. We are on the right side of the Adige River and the vineyards uh, are um, from 200 meters above sea level uh, and they reach 860 meters 
above the sea level at the moment. Okay, that's very, very high. So I'm just picturing these beautiful hills rising from the Adige Valley, covered with vines, and an area that really historically has had a lot of small farms. And I guess that's perhaps why the Aldeno Cooperative first began. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the uh, Aldeno Cooperative? Yes, as you said, uh, Aldeno uh, was founded in 1910 and uh, was born as a cooperative like other reality in Trentino and uh, this uh, was uh, necessary to give uh, the possibility to the lot of producers, a lot of very small vineyards to, to have the opportunity to bring their grapes and to, to have a value of their work in the vineyards. So Trentino is very, very close with the cooperative story. Cantino di Aldeno uh, at the moment uh, is composed by 380 members, which uh, work uh, 335 hectares. Okay, so... It's not a huge cooperative, but it's an important one all the same. And I think it's a very important point that you've made, Marina, that the cooperative movement was very important in Trentino. And indeed, uh, today, as the Five Star Wines Awards has shown, some of the best wines from your area are made in cooperative wineries. You explained as well that small wine growers wouldn't really have the the ability to make and market wines on their own. And that's why it's so important to have this grouping of producers. Exactly, that is. Yeah, so these 380 members will all have their own vineyards, bring their grapes to the cantina to be processed and turned into a whole exciting range of wines. Yes. Now... A number of your wines did very well in five-star wines. And uh, I know that the cantina produces a full range of wines from Trento, from the Trento Doc sparkling wines through a range of white wines, outstanding red wines, and even dessert wines. But let's talk about some of the wines that scored very well in the five-star wines, beginning with perhaps the Trentino Doc Gewürztraminer 2021. Tell us a little bit about this aromatic grape variety that uh, is quite important where you are. Yes. So first of all, I would say that uh, all these wines, so you mentioned Gewürztraminer 2021, and uh, we can add also Gewürztraminer Bio, uh, and the other two, Müller Thurgau and uh, Pinot Nero. But important is to underline that these wines are the result of uh, a project, so to say, a quality project, which, uh, in, in which the, the, the grapes are paid outside, outside the, the, the official uh, quotation, so it it is given to them, it is given a value, and it is compared with quality, 
And that is important to say that this is a result of a special project. So the, the Gewurztraminer is the aromatic grape. It's very interesting in our area because of its strong so importance in, in the nose and also the, the persistence in tasting. And the Müller Turga is the last one which was produced in this selection. And then we have Pinot Nero, Pinot Noir, with uh, its elegance. And But I would say that all are the result of this very, very special project, uh, uh, which means also that uh, the location of the wine arts are special. So they are uh, all above 500 meters uh, above the sea level. And uh, we speak about heroic work because the wine arts are very steep. So this is the situation uh, of uh, all the wines uh, which had this uh, special... Uh... Okay, yes. That's a very important point you've made, Marina. In a cooperative, there are obviously growers that have different situations all around the area. and. Uh, the cooperative is rewarding quality by paying a premium on the grape varieties that come into the cantina in order to encourage labor-intensive vineyards, these steep vineyards at high altitudes that will be yielding much lower amounts of grapes than grapes grown on the lower, flatter vineyards. And it's a way to really select quality. And uh, that's very important. It's very important for our listeners to understand how a good cooperative works to to really encourage the best wines. You've mentioned that this is part of a project. Is that what the Atesim Flumen range is, or is that something else? No, it's something else, uh, because Atesim Flumen, first of all, we speak about the name. It is the Latin name of the River Adige. This is... Uh, so, and then uh, Ates in Flumen enclose uh, wine, it's a line of wines uh, destined uh, to a big diffusion in, uh, in restaurant, wine bar, and uh, they are young wines, fresh wines, wines that uh, are to be uh, drunk uh, within uh, a short time. We speak about a good ratio between price and quality. So I would say it is uh, an easy line, but uh, but includes wines that can be used uh, in many many situations. Uh, and artes in Flumen, we have another line, Cantina di Aldeno, for example, Exclusivi. And in this case, we speak about a selection of wine, uh, wines uh, uh, that are made with special methods uh, of production, uh, for example. So we have uh, many, many lines, many selection for every kind uh, of need on the market, of course. Okay, thanks for that clarification. Uh, I think one thing that is really outstanding about uh, the Trentino region as a whole is that it's one of the few areas that can produce wines across the range, beginning with the Trento Doc, this sparkling wine from the mountains, uh, a really different Metodo Classico sparkling wine 
than, say, Francia Corta or Alta Langa. Tell us a little bit about the Trento Doc sparkling wine. Yes, uh, as you said, exactly mountain bubbles, <laughs> bollicine di montagna. It is a very interesting moment for this kind of wines. So Trento Doc uh, represents, uh, of course, the, the, the one uh, of the most important production in Trentino. This is uh, due to the possibility to grow the Chardonnay and the Pinot Nero in very, very high vineyards. And we have to thank the climate changing because uh, we have important excursion in temperature between day and night and uh, in the summer, during the summer too. But in the same times, we reach a perfect uh, ripening of these, uh, of these grapes and so Trento Doc uh, can really represent an interesting method classic in Italy and uh, I would say also all over the world at the moment. We have uh, uh, 12 million bottles in production and uh, 65 uh, different producers in Trentino. So. <laughs> so it's a very important part of the Trentino Aldeno's work. Yes, I think uh, it. I think it's a uh, something that our listeners should look out for. Trento Doc, uh, as you say, we're talking about uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Nero grapes grown at high altitude in the mountains to keep that freshness, that acidity, which is so important for quality bottle fermented sparkling wines, and yet also the ripeness that comes from fully mature grapes that maintain the acidity makes it a really lovely, uh, important method classic method sparkling wine so it's something for listeners to look out for and try to find the trento doc sparkling wines thank you for listening to italian wine podcast we know there are many of you listening out there so we just want to interrupt for a small ask italian wine podcast is in the running for an award the best podcast listening platform through the podcast awards the people's choice listener nominations is from july 1st to the 31st and we would really appreciate your vote we are hoping our listeners will come through for us so if you have a second and could do this small thing for us just head to italianwinepodcast.com from july 1st to the 31st and click the link we thank you and back to the show Now, I know you, uh, the Cantina Aldeno, also produces uh, a lot of wines from the indigenous or autochthonous grape varieties. And can we just talk about three red grape varieties that are perhaps not so well known, but maybe just briefly tell us the characteristics of each and why they are, you know, really important expressions of of the Trentino vineyard. Yeah, good. A typical grape of uh, the area, the region. So good. Schiava represents uh, a simply a, a simply kind of wine. Is rosato, uh, fresh, immediate, fruity. Uh, perhaps uh, uh, it was forgotten in uh, for many years uh, because uh, people. Uh, thought that there were uh, 
more important wines uh, to produce, but Schiava has an identity in our region. And then uh, the Lagrain, Lagrain uh, represents uh, a red wine, uh, which has the possibility uh, for a good aging. It's a rape which is uh, produced also in Alto Adige, the region that uh, uh, is uh, at the border with the Trentino. And Teroldego Rotaliano, Teroldego is the typical red wine. It has a known denomination in Trentino. It was the first DOC in Trentino. It has a known area, the Chiana Rotaliana, and represents uh, the, 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 the combination uh, grape and soil uh, in a perfect way. It's a red wine, um, quite uh, with the good body and a good possibility of aging too, like Lagrine. It's very, it's very near to the Lagrine Teroldego. They are, uh, so to say, relatives. <laughs> okay. Important great varieties, again, for visitors to the area and important names. I often say to people that, you know, when you encounter Italian wines that you've never, you're not familiar with the name, those are the wines to try because they're the ones that have the character of a region that, you know, really reflect part of its history and culture, as in, for example, the Teroldego, which has been grown on the Piano Rotaliano for forever, really. Pinot Nero, on the other hand, is more well-known. Pinot Nero, which received a very high points in the five-star wines. But in Trentino, it's expressing itself in a, in a different way, perhaps from from other areas. Tell me a little bit about the Pinot Nero. Yes, Pinot Nero. Pinot Nero, the, the, the two ways of Pinot Nero. Once we speak, as in this case, of Cantina di Aldeno, uh, a red wine, um, very, very elegant. Uh, I, I would say a class, classic interpretation of Pinot Nero. And then the other part of this rape is used of course, uh, in producing uh, of Trento Doc uh, as a base spumante. Of course. I guess you've used the word elegance. I think that, to me, sums up often wines from Trentino and from the Cantina Aldeno. It's, there's a balance and an ele elegance. Uh, they're very Italian in style, even if the grape varieties aren't always readily recognizable. And uh, they're really wines to seek out. Now, also, they're wines that almost without exception can be enjoyed, demand to be enjoyed with food. Let's talk about the gastronomy of Trentino, but also of Aldeno. Are there local specialties? Are there foods that every visitor must try when they come to the area? Aldeno is, so to say, in the heart of Trentino. So, in Aldeno, we, you can... Uh, enjoy all the speciality of this region and uh, we have many uh, we can speak uh, for example of polenta polenta and uh, meat so it could be wild it could be lucanica it could be the salumi it could be pork meat so uh, we we are a mountain area so we eat uh, sometimes a little heavy <laughs> and uh, but this uh, this uh, speciality combines good with many of our wines 
Uh, and then um, I would mention also mountain cheese, which has increased in the last years because uh, we have uh, a good production and young people uh, go back to the mountain to produce these cheeses. And uh, what to say, we have uh, also many lakes. And so in our speciality, we find also the fish of these lakes, trout, chair, uh, and then uh, canederli. Canederli, what are canederli? Canederli are so an art of balls made with bread and lucanica or speck, sometimes a little cheese, and uh, then... uh, uh, we can put uh, some mountain butter on uh, and aromatize with a little sage, for example. And then our sweets, strudel. Strudel, uh, of course, it, uh, it's a cake made with apples, uh, not only in Trentino, but all the area uh, of Trentino, Alto Adige, Austria. Uh, we have to remember that Trentino... Uh, was uh, in uh, Rhein Austro Ungarico until 1918, and uh, it is a part of the story of this region. And so, uh, the, the speciality are the result of uh, its history, too. Yes, that's a very, very uh, important point to remember this history of Trentino Alto Adige um, only becoming part of Italy in. 1918, after the end of World War One, And so these flavors of the cuisine, it's a, such an interesting mix in Trentino because we're very clearly in Italy, but the flavors do have this Austrian influence. Polenta, of course, being the food of the Veneto, the Tre Venezie, this um, almost like a porridge made from cornmeal that is the bread of the area eaten with, with, as you say, with cheese, with salumi, or with a richer stew, uh, a spezzatino, uh, maybe some game, uh, and, you know, really important to the diet. As you say, it's a mountain cuisine. Canerdli, which you mentioned, canerdli are one of my favorites things to have when I'm in Trentino. A sort of little dumpling, I guess you would call that, flavored with the speck. And to me, that's the taste of of Trentino. What wine do you think goes best with the canerli? Yeah, good canerli. If you if you eat them with butter and sage, uh, you can uh, combine, uh, for example, Müller Thurgau, so a semi-aromatic uh, wine, not so heavy, not so so, so strong, for example. Uh, and then uh, we have also the whites. Uh, for all uh, the fish uh, from the lakes, so trout and chair, it's combining good with noziola. Noziola is another local rape from the region La- Valle dei Laghi, uh, but in this case uh, you could also, which are the name, with uh, all the our whites uh, are quite fresh and uh, good minerality, not uh, so heavy in alcohol, and so um, they are ideal also for dishes with fish from the lakes. Okay, and with the uh, teroldego, for example, what would be uh, the the food you would say is ideal? Would that be a grigliata or 
Pia, you spoke about uh, polenta in spezzatino, and so why not uh, good teroldego? Okay, great. And with that wonderful apple strudel uh, that is from the Austrian heritage, perhaps um, one of your sweet wines. Yeah, we especially also in the Cantina di Aldeno, we produce the Moscato Superiore, Moscato Giallo Superiore Castel Desino. Uh, it is a, a clone of Moscato in, around the Castel uh, of Desino. And there are uh, only four uh, wineries at the moment that uh, produce uh, this Moscato Giallo and uh, wine of uh, this. Uh, Wine is, is Cantina di Aldeno, and I would say this that Moscato Giallo, Moscato Superiore, Moscato Giallo Superiore, Castel Beseno uh, compares uh, very good with uh, Strudel di Mele. Okay, is that a passito Moscato? Uh, no, no, it is a sweet wine because we speak about passito, uh, our passito is Vino Santo della Valle dei Laghi, that, that is. Uh, uh, classico passito from the noziola yeah exactly okay from the noziola. final question marina what would what would you say would be the attraction for visitors to come to aldeno what should they come to discover apart from of course discovering wonderful wine and food what do people do when they visit is it a tourist area so uh, it is a tourist area in uh, in this way so uh, of course, uh, you can enjoy the nature and you can uh, walk on the mountain. They are very close, but uh, the attraction uh, refers especially to for uh, the cycling uh, because we have a cycling way from the border of uh, from Austria to the Lake Garda, so you can cycle uh, from uh, Innsbruck to Lago di Garda, and you cross exactly the area of Aldeno, so interesting also for, for that uh, reason, and uh, you reach the lakes. Uh, so we have mountain lakes here, you can cycle uh, uh, among the vineyards, and uh, you are very close also to Trento uh, to visit uh, this very nice town. Uh, La città del Concilio di Trento, so with, with an important history also for uh, that uh, Concilio important uh, period for uh, for the region and for uh, Trento, of course. Okay, well, I mean that sounds wonderful. I'm a cyclist myself, so cycling, vineyards, wine, food, walking—it's a beautiful place to visit. I can't wait to uh, do exactly what you say. Perhaps fly to Innsbruck and cycle down through uh, the Alto Adige down to uh, Lago di Garda. Marina, thank you very much for sharing this wonderful picture that you've given us of both the Cantina Aldeno and also of the Aldeno area and Trentino as a whole. It's been a real pleasure talking to you today. So thank you very much for being my guest. We thank you and we wait for you in Cantina di Aldeno for a nice degustation or a special events. Uh, so we are always open to our visitors. Oh, well, I look forward to that myself too. Thank you very much. I hope we meet soon. You're welcome. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast. 
Brought to you by Vinitali Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitaliinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.